Hello and welcome to this special episode of The Best Book Ever. I'm your host, Julie Strauss, and I am interrupting our regular scheduled programming. We're going to go off script today due to special circumstances. Now, you all know by now that Queen Elizabeth II died last Thursday. It has been fascinating to watch, I think, from all angles. Of course, just as a human, I'm really sad for her family because losing a mother, grandmother, great-grandmother is never easy. I think it's really sad for a lot of the people of England who are living in tumultuous times. And and no matter how you feel about the monarchy, there's something very comforting about an unflappable authority figure. And losing her now, I think, is a very keen loss. And I think her death is, I would imagine, much more complicated for the Commonwealth countries where those conversations about colonization are finally getting more traction here in the States. And I have a lot to learn, and I am really grateful for the teachers who are sharing those perspectives as well. So it's been a very interesting week. Now, I personally have been obsessed with the British royals since I was a teenager, but it's far less complicated for me because as an American, I have no horse in this race. It's kind of like watching a movie, you know, like I can just watch it from afar. I don't have to pay for it. And I think the spectacle of it all is magnificent. But really, the fact of royalty itself is just madness, don't you think? And I kind of don't understand how it exists in 2022. The fact that there are these people that we're supposed to curtsy to just because they were born into a certain family and they inherited a palace. It's weird and it's stupid when you think about it. And I actually often wonder if I would curtsy in the presence of a royal. I'm not required to as an American, so I don't think I would because I think it's nonsense to curtsy to other humans. But also, I can see getting very swept up in the formality and the pageantry of it all. But the main thing I've been thinking about for the last few days is the central mystery of the queen, which is that she's the most famous person on the planet, and we know nothing real about her. We don't know anything that matters. We think we know her based on what we've seen in movies and TV shows, and we know a few of the small details that the royal family makes public. Stuff like, she breeds racehorses, and she loves corgis, and she spends her summers in Scotland. But, uh, you know, we don't know her. Like, what does she think of things? Who was her real best friend, the one she told her truest thoughts to? Do you think she had a ratty pair of sweatpants that she wore around the palace on weekends? Did she ever say the F word? Do you think she ever ate ice cream straight out of the container? And what the hell was in that handbag? Obviously, the first thing I would ask a royal would be, tell me about your favorite book. But either they're not readers at all, or just like with politics, they're not allowed to say what they like and dislike. And frankly, either option sounds terrible. 
to me. I like to think that she was secretly a voracious reader and had really strong opinions about genres and authors. And I like to imagine that the walls of her bedroom in the palace are lined with messy bookshelves and she can quote the opening passages of her favorite books and she argues the merits of her latest bestsellers. Maybe she snuck Highland romances from the Queen Mum's bookshelf when she was a teenager, and then as an adult, she formed a book club with her friends. But anyway, we don't know what the Queen read in her lifetime. So I thought I would share a list of royal books for you this week. These are my own personal favorites that I have loved and keep on my bookshelf. So I'll give it to you in categories. Fashion, Gossip history, and my favorite category of all, which is royally adjacent fiction. So let's start with fashion. I am not actually interested in fashion in the slightest, but I am riveted by conversations about fashion. The best of this bunch is called HRH So Many Thoughts on Royal Style by Elizabeth Holmes. This is a beautiful coffee table book with tons of great full-colored pictures. This book primarily focuses on four women, Queen Elizabeth, Diana, Princess of Wales, Kate Middleton, who is now Princess of Wales, and Meghan Markle. This book is a great analysis, not only of what the royal women wear, but why they wear it. And I had no idea that their clothes had such significance. Most of us wear what is clean and comfortable, but to a royal woman, every stitch of clothing and every single glimmer of jewelry is significant. What they wear telegraphs their values and their priorities, and it is very strategic. And by the way, Elizabeth Holmes is the best Instagram follow. Every time a royal makes a formal appearance, she will break down their outfits in her stories and talk about why it's important and what it may be referring to. And it's really fascinating. Another super fun royal fashion book is Our Rainbow Queen, a tribute to Queen Elizabeth II and her colorful wardrobe by Sally Hughes. Um, you may have noticed that in her life, the queen mostly dressed in monochromatic colors. That was intentional. She was a tiny woman and a head to toe, all yellow outfit made her very easy to spot in a crowd. So this book is very picture heavy and it's really fun to look at her outfits divided up by color over the years. It's just a fun book. Finally, in the fashion books, another good one to check out is called The Other Side of the Coin. The Queen, the Dresser, and the Wardrobe by Angela Kelly. This was written supposedly with permission by Her Majesty's Senior Dresser, and it's a really nice backstage look at how they prepare for engagements and what it's like to work closely with the Queen. It also gives you a great idea of just how much work goes into every detail of royal events. Now, if fashion is not your gig, let's get into some history slash gossip. And yes, I am clumping those two together because I think it's impossible to know the real story behind any of these people. So I give the side eye to every single book that claims to be the whole truth because I do not believe the royal family ever really reveals themselves, which is 
I maybe why we stay fascinated. So let me just be honest here. All of the following books claim to be telling the truth, and maybe they are, but even if they're not, they're really good reads. Leaning a bit toward the gossipy side are the two books by Tina Brown, The Diana Chronicles, and the very recently released The Palace Papers, which picks off where the Diana Chronicles ended. These books are about scandals and love affairs and betrayals and the absolute personal chaos that has been the family's theme for the last 25 years. And I think part of what I love about these gossipy books is that they make me feel like the royal family are just like everyone's family, except they have tiaras. You know, they've got sex and drugs and weird uncles and fights with their parents and fights with the kids and cold mothers and overbearing fathers and, you know, all of it, just like all of us, except they live out their messiness either on the world stage or locked into palaces. And I find that these gossipy books weirdly humanize them, even when they are pointing out how completely out of touch the royals are with us commoners. I assume everyone listening is a commoner, you know, if not, what up, Will? Okay, Andrew Morton. He's written a whole bunch of books about the royals, and the most famous one is Diana, Her True Story, um, probably the most famous of the gossip books because it caused a lot of scandal when it was published. But I want to point you toward his book about my favorite royal family relationship. It's called Elizabeth and Margaret, The Intimate World of the Windsor Sisters. Now, if you have watched The Crown, you already know what a complex relationship those sisters had. It was riveting on screen, and I love stories about the complexities and the bonds of sisterhood. So if you throw in that one sister is the head of the church, now we have real drama, and I am here for it. As for the new king, I think Charles is often dismissed as a repressed goofball who talks to his plants, which I talk to my plants, so it hurts my feelings that everyone thinks that's weird, but fine. I personally see Charles as a really tragic figure. Here's the alternate life I like to imagine for him. Charles should have been the most popular botany professor at your university, right? He would have thrown these goofy student parties at the end of the semester at his wiggly, ramshackle old house that has this lush, overgrown backyard. And his kooky wife, Camilla, would be a woman's studies professor And she'd have waist-length gray hair, and she'd wear long skirts and serve lentil soup and homemade bread and pot brownies. And you'd go to their house, and they'd crack body jokes and stay up late drinking cheap wine and discussing the meaning of life with you. That sounds to me like the life they were meant to lead. But I don't get to decide everyone's life, unfortunately. So I turn to Sally Bedell Smith's book, Prince Charles, The Passions and Paradoxes of an Improbable Life. It feels more historically accurate and definitely more deeply researched than either Tina Brown or Andrew Morton's books. But again, who the hell knows? None of us know the real truth of this. But I think Smith makes 
King Charles, I have to keep catching myself, King Charles, very likable. The bottom line is that he was given this job that he probably wouldn't have chosen on his own, and he has tried desperately to stay true to himself in a system that really doesn't want him to. I also really like Sally Bedell Smith's biography of the Queen, which is called Elizabeth the Queen, The Life of the Modern Monarch. Again, very deeply researched, and it feels like it is probably the truest one of the biographies of her. Finally, let's get to the real fun, the royally adjacent fiction books. Now, these are books that may be loosely based on real people or real events, but they are their own stories and plots, and they are a lot of fun. Let's start with The Uncommon Reader by Alan Bennett. I think this was my first fictionalized royal book, and I found this one at a used bookstore many years ago, and I didn't even really know what it was about. I just knew that I liked Alan Bennett's screenplay for The Madness of King George. And so I was kind of delighted to see that he also wrote books. So I grabbed it. In this book, one day the queen goes out for a walk with her corgis and comes across a mobile library where she takes out a book just to be polite. Then to the alarm of her staff, she starts reading voraciously and she finds that her view of the world changes. This is a really slim book, but it's funny. It's easy to read, and I guess it's obvious why I like it, since I have this secret hope that she really was a reader. A super fun romance that you will love is called The Royal We by Heather Cox and Jessica Morgan. This is the story of Bex Porter, an American girl who goes to school in Oxford and accidentally falls for Nick, the heir to the British throne. I hate when that happens. The baggage he brings to the relationship is something else, but love perseveres. This book is really dishy and super funny, and in case you can't tell from the cover, it's clearly meant to call William and Kate to mind. But by the way, the authors of The Royal We are also the brains behind the Fug Girls website, F-U-G, and they are a great follow if you like hilarious fashion commentary. Another really fun romance I have to point out is Red, White, and Royal Blue by Casey McQuiston. We have covered this book in a previous podcast episode with my friend, librarian Lauren Regenhart, so I won't go into too much detail here. But this book is hilarious and super sexy and a delightful love story between the heir to the British throne and the son of the American president, and I absolutely loved it. So check out episode 68 if you want to hear more about this one. Finally. If historical fiction is your favorite flavor, I have two really good ones for you. The first is called The Secret Guests by Benjamin Black. This is another good one if you're fascinated by the relationship of Elizabeth and Margaret. In World War II, many parents in England chose to send their children to the countryside for their own safety. And in this novel, the royal family sends the young girls to Ireland where they are watched over by a secret agent and an Irish detective. Sparks fly, they have to keep their identities secret, but boredom sets in, and the townspeople start to figure things out, and the stakes keep getting higher. And it is a great read, and actually may or may not be true, who knows. Fun fact, 
The author, Benjamin Black, is the pen name of Booker Prize winner John Banville. So if you are a fan of Banville's work, you might really like this one. Last but not least, I think you've probably heard me talk about this one before, but I absolutely loved The Rose Code by Kate Quinn. Kate Quinn is sort of the queen of World War II fiction, and rightfully so. Her books are great. This one is about three very different women from three very different walks of life who work at Bletchley Park helping to break German military codes. The connection to the royal family is that one of the women named Orla is a wealthy socialite who is dating Prince Philip of Greece before he was engaged to Elizabeth. Philip is a charming character in the book, and the royal wedding eventually plays a big part in the plot. I listened to this one on audio, and this was one of those books that I just kept finding chores around the house to do because I did not want to stop listening to it. It is a great read. So listen, bookworms, I know there are infinity million books about the royals. I would love to hear what you have read and loved. So let me know over on Instagram at Best Book Ever Podcast. Links to everything I talked about today are in the show notes or at my website, bestbookeverpodcast.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with your favorite royally obsessed friend and leave a rating on your favorite podcast app. Don't forget to hit the follow or subscribe button. I'll be back with a regular scheduled episode next week. Thank you for joining me today and, I guess, God save the king. See you at the library.